welcome to another episode of Polished Gems with your host, Jacinta Martin. Join me as we rediscover our shine by learning how to rebuild with the nine fruits of God's Spirit. Hi, Marquita. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. Thanks for asking. So let's dive right in. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Polished Gems. If this is your first time, let me tell you about us. Here we talk about how we can develop and improve ourselves with the nine fruits of God's spirit. I am your host, Jacinta Martin. I am the creator of Polished Gems, as well as the blog called Fruitful Gems. I'm also an author and a real estate agent in the state of Georgia and a mom of two children. And I have contributor for my blog here, Marquita Young. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Okay. Hi, everybody. I am Marquita Young. I am a mom, wife, veteran, author, contributor for Fruitful Gems, and owner of Inspire You Gifts. Well, welcome today, guys. We are talking another episode on patience, but the blog of focus that we're talking about today is working on patience by being slow to get angry. Now, this is one of my favorite topics, but I'm going to let Marquita give you the brief description of what this blog was about. All right. So this blog um, was about examining if you're striving to be as patient with others as God as as God is patient with you. Um, the blog breaks down the scripture, Psalms 86, 15, and talks about how you can implement God's patience in your everyday life. So let's dive right in. Um, let's look at Psalms 86, 15. It says, but you, O Lord, are a God of compassion and mercy, slow to, ang- slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Now, tell us a little bit more uh, about why you chose that scripture. Um, okay. So the scripture above says the Lord is compassionate and merciful, and he is. Um, so, you know, that's basically what it says. He's compassionate and merciful and he is. So how many times have we asked him the same question repeatedly and gone to him with the same problems and not because he's never given us an answer, but because we most likely didn't take the time to sit down and listen to the response. Um, so that scripture is important because, um, he doesn't get impatient with us when we continuously come back to him, but we tend to get impatient with others when they continuously come back, right? And sometimes that can lead to you getting upset and angry. Um, and so definitely that scripture is a reminder that God is very um, patient with us, right? And he shows his compassion and his mercy. And so do we do that for others? That's good. Um, let me see. Was there ever a time when you lost your patience um, with others, as you mentioned earlier? And what did you learn from that experience? Um, So, yeah, Um, really, honestly, when I was writing this blog, I had to think about um, like in our recent situation with the pandemic and the kids being home from school, um, I'm guilty of snapping at my kids. (laughs) So trying to help them with their schoolwork, if they're not catching up on as quickly as I think they should catch on, um, then I find that I am a little bit short, a little bit snappy, got a little bit of an attitude, (laughs) um, and I'm not giving them 
grace in the situation, right? Like God would give us grace in the situation. So I feel like God is constantly reminding me that he's patient with me and the importance of extending that grace to the, the people around me. Um, so now I'm a little bit more mindful of not snapping on my children when they're not catching on as quickly as they should or when I feel like, you know, they're not using their common sense um, because common sense is, is to be built. It's not always, mm. you know, it's not always automatic. Um, so um, I've just over time have lost my patience with teaching others at times. Um, and usually it has nothing to do with the person. It's usually that I am overwhelmed with the day right? Because I'm a planner, mm -hmm. I plan my time out. And when things take longer than the time that I allotted for them, then I lose my patience. Um, because I have other things to do, you know, and then I have to realize that um, God is patient with me daily. And when I don't do the things he instructs me to do, or catch on to the lessons he's trying to teach me, he's patient. And I have to extend that same grace to others. You're right about that. Um, I'm the same way because all throughout my day, all I do is problem solve. Literally from the moment I wake up to the moment I lay my down my head. It is constantly problem solving. So because my job and my work is so mental, um, you know, because some people have physical labor mm -hmm. that they do, right, with their hands, stuff like that. And even though they're problem solving, um, more, when they use their hands, it's just a different type of, uh, at the end of the day, that their hands are tired or their body's a little tired, right? But when with everything that I do on my plate throughout the day, my mind is exhausted, <laughs> which causes me physical exhaustion. So um, a lot of times I lose my patience because when I can't solve something or when I don't have an answer for something, I get really frustrated. Mm -hmm. uh, especially when I um, when it's been a problem that's been lingering for a few days and the answer hasn't came to me. Now, I will sit in prayer. I will even ask God. Uh, I'll say, hey, uh, here's what's on my mind today, and how do I solve this? I said, I really need your help because I don't even know what to do with it. So I won't touch it for a few days if I, if I can let it go, mm -hmm. right? Um, that's typically even telling uh, clients, hey, I don't have an answer for you today, but I'm researching that or <laughs> I'm looking that up. And typically I, I'm I'm looking it up by also going to God and going, okay, you're going to have to help mm -hmm. me with this because this doesn't, um, I have no solution for this at this moment. I don't even know what makes any sense. And, and it allows me to go back to God, but I realize I get fu super frustrated when the answer doesn't come quickly. So learning to wait on God, learning to allow God to move. Because sometimes um, I notice as much as we live in a society where we want stuff mm -hmm. right now, right? We want answers mm -hmm. yesterday. <laughs> or we want our problem solved like in a snap. It, it, it becomes weighty right for people who do the problem solving for us so think about you know those that help you on customer service lines and this mm -hmm. that and the third they're having to think super fast on their feet because you want to answer right now a lot of times we take that for granted and don't put ourselves in their position to realize oh man <laughs> would i even have an answer for me i understand it's their job and yes they're supposed to be educated in x y and z but 
do we give them enough patience, right? Even throughout our day, I've even had to catch myself with things of that nature to slow down and go, God would be like, do you see what you're doing to them? If they had done that to you, would you be um, upset? Would you be uh, perturbed or any, you know, or anything like that? So when we when we place ourselves in other people's shoes, and as you even said, snapping uh, on your children, I've had moments where I had to catch myself <laughs> with with my two little ones, you know, as well because of the fact that. Um, especially my children started talking on at mm-hmm. an early age. So I sometimes forget that they're children. <laughs> I often forget that um, they don't mm-hmm. know what I know. They're still learning mm-hmm. what I know. They haven't even gotten to a place mentally to even, um, to even think to sit with God at times. Like I'm even teaching them to exercise that. Mm-hmm. Take a minute, take a breath and sit with God for your mm-hmm. answers. So, so let's, since we're talking about being slow to anger, share a time when you learned that you had to exercise being slow to anger. Um, so honestly, recently, it's just been this homeschooling situation. It really, really has. Like, it has really, having to homeschool kids and really honestly be a co-teacher um, because, um my son has a focus issue and so he needs that extra um attention and he needs that extra help to kind of get him through his school day so having to really be co-teacher has really taught me patience because um having to reteach what he what his teacher just taught him and not understanding like why he didn't get it the first time around or you know just having to deal with the fact that he just does have a focus issues and sometimes he just you know he daydreams or he just doesn't he just doesn't get it or doesn't grasp it all the time can be frustrating because also while I'm co-teaching I also have a whole business that I have to run I also have another child that's here you know in school and so um and then household responsibilities and all of that stuff. Like I, I have a lot of stuff on my plate. And so it's just, it's easy to get frustrated and it's easy to get um, a little angry and um, a little impatient when you have a plate full of stuff and, you know, one thing is taking up a lot of your time. Um, but definitely I've had to realize like, okay, give myself a moment to kind of step back from the situation, not get overwhelmed, not get frustrated, not take it out, um, you know, on the kids, you know, kind of give myself a minute to kind of just gather my thoughts and calm myself down. Because usually the issue is that I don't understand why he's not understanding and I don't understand how I can help him to understand. And it's not that I'm frustrated with the fact that he's, you know, that he doesn't understand. It's just that I'm frustrated with the fact that I don't know how to help him at the time. So kind of just giving myself a minute and kind of stepping back and kind of getting before God and really just kind of saying, okay, God, help, help me to help him, you know, give me the, give me the thought, give me the, um what to do and really kind of usually he answers pretty quickly because i'll come up with something and be like okay this is what we're going to do but just taking that moment allows me to not um put my put my anger or my frustration on him when it's really not him 
you know, it's the situation. And so um, it's just giving myself some grace as well, because, you know, we all just kind of sometimes it's just a lot and you just snap. Right. So it's kind of giving myself some grace. And then, you know, also coming back to when I'm kind of out of pocket and once I get my feelings in check and saying, okay, you know what? I didn't mean it that way. You know, I didn't mean to come off that way, but this is what we're going to do, you know, and, you know, kind of moving forward in the situation and then taking that what I've learned and applying it on a continuous basis. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people don't do. Like when you learn something in a situation or you learn how to diffuse the anger or where it's coming from to apply it to the next situation and continue to apply it, you know, and work on that so that it doesn't, that's not your reaction every time. So let's go into the question, right? That you asked us in the blog, because it follows Mm -hmm. up what you just said, um, where you said that uh, learning to apply it. So this is why these questions that you presented in inside of your blog were really, really good for us to all consider. So this is the time I'm going to ask our listeners if you have a pen and paper to jot these down or even as we go through them, answer them for yourself and jot down your answers um, so that you can kind of see um, where you are um, with patients and, and where you may be lacking. Right. And what needs to be improved. So the first question is this, how quickly do you lose your patience? All right. And go ahead, Marquita. So um, I've gotten better about this, but I used to lose my patience fairly quickly. Um, Like I said, because I'm a planner and I have a lot of things on my plate and I don't, my time is so valuable to me and I don't like my time being wasted um, because I try to fit so much in in a day. And so I would lose my patience fairly quickly, but I've kind of started to really work on that. And so um, I don't lose my patience as quickly as we would have in the past. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a moment. All right, we're back and let's continue. Gotcha. I, yeah, same for me. I um, The funniest thing is I don't lose my patience really, really quickly. Um, but the problem is when I do lose it, it's typically from a buildup of stuff that has happened before. And I let it build up and build up and build up. So for me, it's actually learning how to um, not let it get to a buildup of explosion. Right. Um, so for me, I've had to go, okay, this makes me lose my patience, but I, if I just tuck it away, I'll be fine. And then something else will happen and then I'll just tuck it away and I'll be fine. What I don't realize that I'm doing is creating Mm -hmm. a big old dirt pile (laughs) of, of impatience. Right. So that when something else happens on top of all those things that I pushed away, then I explode. And then I'm, as my children say, I become <laughs> like a volcano. So <laughs> it's, it's one of those things of learning, deal with the little pieces, right? Before it becomes even bigger. That's where I'm learning to, to deal with the little messes before it becomes mm-hmm. a big mess. 
Um, and that keeps me away from just erupting and just losing all patience as well. So let's go into question two. What types of things cause you to lose your patience? Um, so like I said before, it's mostly when I feel like my time is being wasted. Um, and it's just because I really seriously value my time. Like I don't like my time to be wasted. Um, and and that's the main thing for me. But then I also had to realize that um, that it's not my time being wasted usually. It's usually um, a distraction that's there for a purpose or to kind of get me out of my own way. Um, so yeah, that. but that's usually my thing. Like I just, I value my time. I don't like my time being wasted. <laughs> just, you sound just like me. So for me, no, seriously, time is more precious than money it, to me. It is, it be, I think it's because we can't buy it. We can't get it back. I can't, uh, you can trade it, you can borrow it, right? But, um, but at the end of the day, for me, it is my time. Like, uh, oh, I, I'm big on this, especially since we've all moved to um, working from home and homeschooling. If you send me something, and it could have been in an email, <laughs> but you want to have a Zoom meeting for it, <laughs> that <laughs> right there. Or um, I'm actually one of those people who, uh, believe it or not, I really don't like getting on the phone. I do not like phone calls. To me, phone calls are intrusive. I know that it's so strange, <laughs> but um, they they are actually intrusive to my day. I don't mind getting on the phone and and it's a meaningful mm -hmm. conversation, right? Because I have had those moments where God will send somebody um, or place me on somebody's mind and they call me. And what starts as, uh, hey, I called to check on you ends up being this whole long conversation that I mm -hmm. didn't realize I needed, but actually right. was worth my time in the investment of my time, right? Because it ends up helping me in some form or fashion to do better, be better. Um, it just mm -hmm. changes my perspective. But typically with phone conversations, because uh, think about it, we get called by marketers and, and um, telemarketers throughout the day and different things like that. Those phone calls right. to me are a waste of my time. And especially when I get on the phone and I answer by accident and I tell a telemarketer no, and they still talk. <laughs> <laughs> that right there will sometimes cause me to lose my patience. Um, so it, just as you mentioned, it, I value my time. I value um, not trying to waste it and being, being very mindful of not wasting it because right. we can't buy more. So uh, here's our, this leads us into our third question. What would it feel like or be like if God stopped answering because he was sick and tired of us asking the same question? <sighs> I think I would feel like I'm being chastised. And in essence, I would be being chastised. <laughs> um, and then I think I would be trying to figure out what I can do to make it right. Um, from a flesh standpoint, I'd probably be trying to figure out the answer on my own. <laughs> and get myself into a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. But um, from a spiritual standpoint, I definitely would probably be like, okay, God, what did I do and how can I fix it? Um, because no one wants to ask a question and it not be answered, like ever. Like no one wants, I mean, no one wants that. You want the answer at some point in time, even if you don't get it right away, you want it at some point in time. And so um, 
I definitely think I would probably be like, okay, guy, like, what can I do to make this right? All of that. Uh, seriously. Now, if God stopped answering, I, I would be real sad. I'm not even going to lie about it. I'd be sad because at the end of the day, and, and here's what's funny. To be quite honest, he really right. could. He could stop right. answering all of our questions, right? He, he could be like, oh, you ain't listening. Oh, you on your own, right? And especially mm -hmm. we have a cancel culture that, that actually makes me kind of sick to my stomach. We're so quick to cancel our family, our friends, this, that, and the third. Man, if we were God, <laughs> right. we'd get nowhere. We would get nowhere in solving our problems. We would get nowhere in solving our situations because God would be like, well, I cancel you today because you didn't do X, Y, and Z. Like, oh my goodness, I am so glad God does not treat mm -hmm. us the way we treat each other because we would be messed up. We would be lost, and I mean super lost, lost without an answer, lost without our patience, lost without the fruits of the spirit mm -hmm. that we get on here and talk about because we wouldn't, uh, we would not know what love, love was at all. We wouldn't know what joy was and goodness and, and long suffering and and self-control. We wouldn't know none mm -hmm. of that if it wasn't for God. Because it's because of him. It's a reason why a lot of us stop before we say mm -hmm. something wrong, right? It's the reason why we stop before we do something or go mm -hmm. a place that we shouldn't be. It's the, it's those things that those checkpoints, a lot of people think it's just our subconsciousness. No, our subconsciousness does what it wants to do. Mm -hmm. It thinks how it wants to think. A lot of times God places those um, stopping points or those filters that we even we do as parents, right, on our children where we go, right. don't go there. That's dangerous. Stop. Don't touch that. Right. And, and that keeps us so that we can keep coming mm -hmm. back to him for answers, because just as our children come back to us for answers and go, well, mom, why did you say I shouldn't go over to that place? Well, now we have a dialogue. Right. Now we have um, a conversation. Now we can create that mother-child mm -hmm. relationship and strengthen it because now your child has come back to you asking, why can't I go? Why can't right. I touch? You know, so it is in those questions that we build that father-child um, relationship with God, not right. only Lord and Savior, right? Those are the, those are the other mm -hmm. ones that we can cultivate. But to create that father and child relationship where I right. can go to him as my father, nothing's off limits that I can ask. Even if it's, Lord, what should I eat today? Because right. you know I'm on that diet and that burger looks really good, but I really need to eat a set. Like it's that, we think that's minuscule. We think that's so insignificant mm -hmm. and he does not. If we, if we need help to stay to our diet, that's important to us. So therefore, it's important to our Heavenly Father. So I love that you asked all these questions in the blog. So that leads me to our final thought. Can you leave us with some final all thoughts? Right. About so I am constantly working on my level of patience. And in my quiet moments, God is continuously showing me times when I could have been more patient so that I can improve. So sometimes patience is second nature. And other times I let my emotions get the best of me. But those moments are growing moments. We are constantly growing in our faith and the fruit of the spirit. So extend yourself some grace and make some adjustments. Um, so that's all I got, guys. <laughs> 
But guys, I hope this helps you, especially when it comes to patience and understanding anger as well. So guys, thank you again for tuning in. And as we've said time and time before, if you missed any of our other uh, podcast episodes, please tune in to those. You can check those out at fruitfulgems.com forward slash polished gems. And gems on both of those is spelled J-E-M-S. Guys, thank you again for tuning in. And thank you, Marquita, for being with us again tonight. And we are we are so grateful to have you and look forward to discussing more blogs with you guys. So this is our time. Until next time, we look forward to talking to you then. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Polished Gems. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, head over to fruitfulgems.com. That's F-R-U-I-T-F-U-L-J-E-M-S.com and become a part of our family to receive your free guide, Discovering Your Worth Through the Fruit of God's Spirit. Until next time.